the 2022 Washington Commanders schedule has been released. And here on the third episode of the Next Gen Fan Podcast, I will be discussing each game and breaking down what the Commanders need to do to get a win. 2022 Washington Commanders schedule has been released, and this will be part one of the schedule pod. There will be a second part coming out next week, so make sure you listen into that. If you enjoy this episode, please rate me five stars and follow me. All right, so week one, the Commanders are going to be at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars Sunday, September 11th. This will begin at 1 p.m. This is a very nice game. The Washington Commanders get a home opener, a chance for Carson Wentz to try and beat the Jaguars. You know, week 18 last year, if the Colts had beaten the Jaguars, they would have made it made it into the playoffs. And the Colts surprisingly lost. Carson Wentz did not play well at all. He was one of his worst games there. And so here, with his new team, the Commanders, this is a great chance for him to kind of have a revenge game against the Jaguars and get a win. So in order for the Commanders to win, I'm going to be giving you three points, three keys to the game. Number one, the Washington Commanders need to pressure Trevor Lawrence. The D-line really was kind of a letdown last year, but this is a young quarterback. He's in a new offense. He's going to be still learning things. So the best way to rile him is to pressure him. Keep him unsettled. You need to make sure he can't just stand in the pocket and make his reads. You need to be able to somehow throw him off his game and try and get him to make mistakes. So, number two, you need to stop the run. The Jaguars have Travis Etienne. They also have James Robinson. Now, we haven't seen Etienne yet because he had a foot injury that kept him out all of his rookie campaign. However, Jacksonville has redone their O-line, including signing Brandon Sheriff. So, This defensive line for Washington struggled with stopping the run. Hopefully, Fedarian Mathis will be a help with that, but you need to stop the run. You cannot let the run game plow all over you just like it did last year. You need to make a stand and stop letting opposing teams run whenever they want to. And then finally, you really need to control the ball on offense, and you cannot turn the ball over. Now, obviously, you don't want to turn the ball over in any game. But the reason this is so important is what the commanders will often do is they keep giving these teams chances by turning the ball over. And oftentimes, these teams do come back and beat them. So in order to get a win here, Washington really needs to make sure they don't do that. This is a team that they should beat. But if they keep turning the ball over like they normally do, the the Jaguars are going to come back. You cannot keep giving these teams multiple chances to win. It just will not work out for you, especially when you start facing these these better teams and you still keep doing these turn, giving them these turnovers. So Washington needs to pressure Trevor Lawrence, stop the run, and control the ball and not give any turnovers. I predict this as a win. The Jaguars, again, they're under a new head coach. Trevor Lawrence is still learning. So this, should, this is a great opportunity for Washington to win the home opener. Now, moving to week two at Detroit on September 18th. This is, again, a 1 p.m. start. Washington needs to rattle Goff. Again, kind of like with Trevor Lawrence. However, Goff is more experienced. So, a great way to do this is to try and force some turnovers. 
this would be a great chance for this Washington defense to really show its playmaking ability. From here, you need to control the run game. Again, same thing as the Jaguars. You need to stop DeAndre Swift. We saw last time when the Commanders faced Detroit, Swift really kind of ran his way through this defense. You cannot have that happen again. So what Washington needs to do is, again, control the run and be able to slow down DeAndre Swift. And then finally, Wentz needs to be turnover free. Carson Wentz is not the greatest at keeping the ball and not turning it over. However, hopefully he can work on that this offseason and not give the Lions chances to come back. Because the Lions, while their record shows that they were not a very good team last year, Dan Campbell is a very good head coach, and they were in almost every single game. They all lost many of their games by one possession. So this Detroit team, while their record does not show, they are a pretty good team. And I think that the commanders need to be careful not to overlook the Lions just by their record. I am predicting a win here. The commanders are going to start off 2-0, and the fans will be excited for that. Now, moving to Week 3 at home against Philadelphia. So this is the first time Carson Wentz will play the Eagles this is on September 25th at 1 p.m. So what the commanders need to do is they need to keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket. You cannot let Jalen Hurts run all over you. This defensive line struggled last year keeping quarterbacks in the pocket. They need to make sure that they are all one unit together and that this D-line is going to be able to keep opposing quarterbacks in the pocket. From there, the second point is that the commanders need to protect Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is injury-prone, as we have seen throughout his career. And this Philadelphia pass rush is slowly getting better and better. They've got Fletcher Cox. Derek Barnett is finally improving. They also, they also drafted a defensive tackle in the first round. So you really need to be able to protect Wentz. This O-line lost some key pieces. Brandon Sheriff, Eric Flowers. Hopefully those replacements will be able to help. But Wentz needs to be able to throw out a clean pocket you can't be asking him to be running for his life every play. And then finally, the commanders cannot waste drives. We've seen them do that before, where defense will get a turnover, and then the offense goes through and out. You can't have that happen. The offense needs to make sure they take advantage of any chance they get. I will predict this as a win, and the commanders are starting off 3-0 for the first time since 2007. From here, moving to week four against the Dallas Cowboys. This is in Dallas on October 2nd, 1 p.m. start again. All of the Commanders' home games will be at 1 p.m. So the thing with the Cowboys is you need to stop Micah Parsons. We saw last year that he dominated this offense, and... With the O-line losing some pieces, you need to, you, you really need to stop Michael Parsons. Obviously, they have a lot of threats on defense, and so you need to stop Michael Parsons from wrecking the game because he does have that playmaking ability, as we saw last year in his defensive rookie of the year campaign. From there, this offense needs to take chances. You cannot just sit back and let Dallas run all over you. You need to take some chances. You need to level the playing field some way. And by taking a chance, that is a great way for the commanders to do this. And then, 
Last but not least, you need pressure Dak Prescott. You cannot let him fire from a clean pocket. They have so many receiving threats that with Prescott, you at least need to shake that, shake him up a little bit and get him off his game. I'm predicting a loss here against the Cowboys. I, Dallas just has too much firepower, and the Commanders will be losing here at Dallas. Now, from here, the Commanders are going back home facing the Titans on October 9th. So, what the Commanders really need to do here is they need to, one, stop Derrick Henry because he is a game wrecker. From here, you also need to control the line of scrimmage. You cannot be pushed around the offense and defensive side of the ball. The Tennessee Titans have, not only do they have a good O-line, but they also have a very good D-line, as we saw with especially Jeffrey Simmons, who kind of broke out last year. So, overall, the commanders need to make sure that they can stop Derrick Henry, they control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and they need to find the end zone. So many times, we see Washington get into the red zone only to kick a field goal. They can't keep doing that. They keep leaving points on the field, and if they're going to win against any of these big opponents, they cannot keep doing that. They cannot. They have to take advantage of getting, when they get in the red zone, they need to score a touchdown. I am predicting a loss here, and the Commanders will move to 3-2. and two. From here, Thursday night football on October 16th, beginning at 8 p.m., they are at Chicago facing the Bears. So, what the Commanders need to do here is they need to limit turnovers. The Commanders are not great on Thursday night football, but you cannot give teams continuous chances to score against you, and especially if you're down. You can't keep turning the ball over and letting them pile on points. You need to make sure you can keep those games close. Next point, they need to rattle fields. you got to throw off Justin Fields off his game. He's a second-year quarterback, didn't have a great rookie year. So what you need to do is you need to make sure that you can pressure him and make him use his legs. Do not let him stand there and make easy reads. You need to make sure, above all else, he has to use his legs. Do not let him beat you through the air. And then finally, you need to force turnovers. This defense really struggled with that last year, and they need to start getting back to that and forcing some turnovers. I am predicting a win here, and the Commanders are going to move to 4-2. and two. Now, moving to Week 7 versus the Packers. So, I feel like the Commanders are always facing the Packers every year. But they're going to play them on October 23rd, again, 1 p.m., at home. So this, you obviously, you have no Devontae Adams with Green Bay. So this will help you out. Green Bay did add some receivers in the draft. So this, the, the DBs for Washington really need to step up their game, um, especially William Jackson. William Jackson, he got a three-year free agent contract with Washington and played horribly he was not productive he was not helpful had a lot of penalties so especially William Jackson he needs to step up his game but this whole secondary in general just because Aaron Rodgers does not have Devontae Adams anymore does not mean he's not going to be successful they still have Alan Lazard they have Robert Tanya and they have the two new receivers they drafted the commanders DBs need to play better coverage they just have to they cannot go into this season 
playing like they did last year. They just can't. It was atrocious, and they gave up so many deep, play, so many big plays. It was just, I mean, you, you turn around and they gave up a 60-yard bomb to. So the Commanders need to limit the big plays. From here, the Commanders need to keep Aaron Rodgers from extending plays. He is extremely good at this, and you think you get him in the pocket, you think you got him sacked, and then he's somehow able to get out of there. Um, so you have to be able to keep him from extending plays, keep him in the pocket. That is the most important thing. From there, you need to convert on third down. Washington had so much trouble doing this, so much trouble. They could not figure out how to convert on third down, and it cost them. So when you're on third down, Washington needs to convert. They have to convert on third down, especially against Green Bay, a better team. Maybe against the Jaguars of Detroit, who are not as great teams, you can get away with it. But once you face these big teams, these better teams, you are not going to be able to get away with it. So the commanders need to keep Rodgers from extending plays. They need to convert on third down, and they need to stop giving up the big play. I am predicting a loss here, so the Commanders are going to move to 4-3 and three on the year. Now, up next, Week 8, the Washington Commanders will face the Indianapolis Colts on October 30th. So this will be in Indianapolis, game time at 4.25 p.m. So, obviously, this is going to be Carson Wentz first game back in Indianapolis, and it was kind of an interesting story, you know. Frank Reich, they trade for Carson Wentz. After one year, they trade him out. Does kind of bring up some questions why they did this, but this will be his first game back. Wentz will have a chance to get a win here. Now, the Colts did trade for Matt Ryan, and that is one of the keys. You need to pressure Matt Ryan. He's not a very mobile quarterback. They faced him in Atlanta last year. He's not as mobile as a quarterback, so this defense can really get after him and get some sacks and pressure him. Number two, you need to be able to limit Jonathan Taylor. The Indianapolis Colts have one of the best O-lines in football. They have one of the best running backs in football. Taylor rushed for 1,800 yards last year, led the NFL. It's very hard to stop Jonathan Taylor, but you can limit him. This defense will have multiple weeks to try and prepare for him and to really slow him down. Because you cannot let him run over all over you. like, And you're, you're facing multiple good running backs this season. You've got Aaron Jones. You've got Derrick Henry. You've got Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. You've got Miles Sanders. You have Travis Etienne, James Robinson. You've got DeAndre Swift. So this is really going to be a big year for this run defense. And we're really going to see whether Fidarian Mathis was a good pick as a run stuffer. But overall, this team really needs to be able to stop the run. They're facing too many good running backs this year. And if they're not able to stop the run, it is going to be very hard to watch this defense because they are going to get beat into the ground. So finally, the third point on beating the Colts, you need to score early. You need to put some hay in the barn early. You cannot wait until the fourth quarter to try and make up some last-second drive, some some last-minute play to try and tie the game or take the lead. Get in the lead early and hold on to it. I am predicting a win here, and the Commanders in the first half of the season will move to 5-3. and three. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please rate me five stars and follow. Make sure you tune in next week for the second half of the Washington Commander schedule. I'll be breaking down the rest of it and giving you my final season prediction for the Washington Commanders. I salute our armed forces, firefighters, police officers, and emergency personnel. Thank you for listening, and God bless you, and God bless America.